Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. Welcome to Rugged Theology. I am your host, Adam Diamond, uh, and today is going to be a little bit of a different episode. It's just me and Mr. Matt Leahy. Hey, everyone. So one, because, well, Steve and Steve are on vacation, and two, because we're going to be talking about a topic called moving into the neighborhood, mm. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Mr. Rogers was a fantastic show that I had I actually fond did, memories watching. I didn't like Mr. Rogers. I want you to be my neighbor. I found him too calming. <laughs> it actually really weirded me out as a kid. You're ruining my childhood, man. <laughs> All right, so let's not talk about Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, and I'll probably I might get some backlash from that one. I don't know. Mm. Um, so Matt, me and you are the only church planters so far for uh, Model One Mission, mm-hmm. and part of our mo- model is that we specifically have our planters and our teams move into the neighborhood. Now, our teams, you know, we haven't picked up on that yet. Like, Dave has yet to move into Kilbride. Right. Uh, you know, him and his wife. He will. Has, yeah, they, they have a lease signed as of now, I believe. Um, so you don't. we don't want to get into breaking that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis isn't at the point yet to move downtown with me and Sabrina. So it, that'll, that'll come with time. But for the meantime, me and you have moved into the neighborhood. Right. And we want to focus on this because that hasn't been the case in the city with a lot of churches here. No, I don't think I don't even think so. Actually, let's, let's just go back for a second. So, yes, at mile one, the model for how we plant churches is uh, the planter and a team of interns will move into the neighborhood. And and there's a there's a couple of reasons why we do that. And we'll get into it as we as we go through the podcast. Um, but yes, that is the we're, we're not shaving off a slice of of Calvary's congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move in and it's organic. It's from the ground up. Uh, you work with the hand that God deals you uh, or gives to you, and uh, and you kind of go from there. And so that's kind of like the, the Coles Notes version of, of how we, we do church planting. Yeah, and nothing against other churches in the area. I mean, I know most of the other pastors mm-hmm. of the churches in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, a lot of them pastor churches here in St. John's, and they could live 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I don't know if that's just a choice. I don't know if there was just no housing available around the church when they first got their position. Um, but it it seems hard to be able to minister or do life with people around your church if you're not living around your church. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so so that's, that's what I want to talk about today. So, you know, first thing. So, Matt, what do you think? Can we plant churches and not live in the neighborhood, not necessarily pastor own, but you know, can is it possible to plant a church and not live where you're planting? Yes, <laughs> it, I mean it, it is completely possible. Uh, with a caveat, there are a couple of caveats. There are difficulties, you know, because as you, the goal of moving into the neighborhood is to to be part of the neighborhood, to be yep. in communion, to be in fellowship, to come alongside your neighbors, your community. Uh, and, and to be the church in the community, mm-hmm. right? And, and so there's more pros than there are cons. Like you, you can absolutely do it from a distance, but you know it, it presents unique challenges. Like how do you, if you're going to be uh, a pastor or you're starting a church in a community 20, 30 minutes down the road, how, how do you be relational with people yep. if you can't be in relation with them? Well, it's, it's funny because, you know, outside of, 
I mean, it could take me 20 minutes to it takes me 15 minutes to get into Mount Pearl, let's mm-hmm. say. So even if I lived in Mount Pearl while I was planting downtown, I mean, that's a fair ways away. Growing up, for me, mm-hmm. the next, there was a completely different community within 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, completely different. So Absolutely. And people grew up working from Botwood, where I grew up, working in Grand Falls, Windsor. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grand Falls is where we would go for our groceries. It had Walmart. Yep. It had Dominion. It had Sobeys. It had all these, you know, McDonald's and that. You come to Botwood, we had some convenience stores, a food land at Coleman's, and a Mary Brown's. Mm-hmm. Right? So completely different. So it wouldn't make much sense for me to even live in Botwood and plant in Grand Falls, Windsor. So one of the things that maybe not a lot of people understand about Newfoundlanders is that they're they're very they're tied to their community, right? Uh, and so you grow up with the community, you do life in the community, you are part of the community, mm-hmm. and if you're an outsider trying to get in, but yet still being on the outside, there there comes with some stigmas yep. to that, right? Yep. And so, like for example, you know, I, as you hear me talk, I don't have the stereotypical Newfoundland accent despite my family being from here, I'm mm-hmm. always going to be considered a come from away. Uh, and so when, when my wife and I and my family moved back in 2018, I met with someone in the community mm-hmm. and she didn't pick up on my accent. And so immediately she said, where are you from? Not even how are you doing? Who are you? But where are you from? Because there was this sense of you're not from here. I can tell by your accent, you're not from here. Mm-hmm. A- and so people, when they look uh, from the uh, inside to those coming from the outside, there's there's a bit of stigma if you're not part of the community, and, and so within Newfoundland, you really gotta you know be intentional. You have to go the extra mile, especially if you're a come from away. Yeah, to try and do life in 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 a community. And Ab- absolutely, and but I mean, you you do get a bit of a pass. I do, <laughs> <laughs> I do. My dad is from. The east coast of Newfoundland. My mom is from the west coast, and so right. So that's the funny thing about Newfoundland, right? That's like, right. We'll give you a pass if your parents are from here. So okay, well you you got some you know, it's history here thanks to your parents. But I but will always be known as a come from away. Absolutely, always. Your son, we we've joked about this. Your son who was born here is he's you know, more of a Newfoundlander than I am, and he's not even two. Right, right. And you've lived here longer than two. My years. My friend's dog, who was born on the west coast of Newfoundland is more of a Newfoundlander than I am. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But no, I mean, there are difficulties to, it's possible to plant a church not it's living totally in possible. the neighborhood, yeah. but it makes it much more difficult. Yeah. I yeah. mean, for me, me and my wife uh, and you know, our two kids, we just moved downtown last month. And there are things that I've noticed already that I didn't notice living where I did. And I'm, I might have lived maybe five maybe 10 minutes up yep. the road yep. um, and it just changed so drastically so me and my wife we lived um, just up from our our biggest mall here and it was in kind of a student housing area uh, but there were some permanent residents there some refugees around us who we got to know but in the two years that we lived there it took us a very long time to get to know people we've been downtown for a month mm. and we already know who most of our neighbors are yeah, we've literally talked to them. We've we've talked to each other across the street from our windows, <laughs> right? Which is not something that happens a whole lot in other parts of St. John's. No, or, no. I, like I can even speak to that. So, like I said, my, my family and I we moved back to Newfoundland in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're living in Kilbride, and you know it's it's a highly residential neighborhood, 
tons of people. Yep. And you would think residential equals uh, relational, but you know, there's almost this, even the people across the road from us, like it's only now three years later that we're starting to make inroads and building relationships with people. Mm -hmm. And that's the other misconception that people have when it comes to planting here in Newfoundland is, you know, as we have seen in the past, Adam, there have been people who were parachuted into Newfoundland, uh, you know, with, with a goal of, of planting a church, 50 to hundred people in two years. Yep. And it's crashed and burned. And you've lived here for three years. And you're only just getting the only people across the street from you. Not that there's not no someone could listen to this and be like, well, you guys aren't just trying hard enough. Yeah, that's right. That's not what we're saying. It's it's, it's not that you're not trying. It's because we did have a year of COVID. It, it's <laughs> a year of COVID, but it's also that a lot of Newfoundlanders are skeptical. Yeah, there's been a lot. And of I mean, you're there's a lot of hurt. We have you know one of the biggest scandals in the Roman Catholic Church for our, our Mount Cashel orphanage. Yep. Um, we have church people coming in from away mm-hmm. who have tried to set up churches, have failed dramatically. Yep. Um, and then you're coming in, you're, you're from away, so we're skeptical about that. Your wife has this Australian accent. Some of your kids have an Australian accent. So Newfoundlanders are just like, who are you? Why are you here? Yeah, and right. how long are you actually going to stick around? How long is this guy here for? And, and unfortunately, that's been the case time and time again mm-hmm. where people have come in and it's they, they either didn't live up to expectations uh, or they haven't achieved goals and they've just packed up shop and, mm-hmm. and left and you know that kind of speaks to you know <laughs> now you can also talk about the calling that god has put upon you right uh and, and so you know my mind is going all over the shop with different ways to, to talk about this but you know as, as i'm sitting here listening to this and, and watching you know the conversation unfold, my mind goes to, you know, it, your calling as a shepherd, mm-hmm. like, it, it, like, so the, a shepherd, uh, when you look at the imagery that's used in, in scripture, both in the old Testament and, and when Jesus calls himself the good shepherd, a shepherd in, in ancient times, even to this day in, in large part lives with the sheep, knows his sheep, knows everything about the sheep. He's doing life 24-7 with the sheep. How do you do that from a distance? Yeah. Right? It's Now, again, you can, but it's going to be very, very difficult. It is. It's much more difficult, I imagine. Like, hopefully, you know, God willing, we get our church plants up and going. They're successful. I mean, who knows? It may be God's will for us to fail. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but if we were to exceed by God's grace and... We lived 15, 20 minutes away. Uh, someone calls you up. Hey, Matt. Hey, Pastor Matt. You know, my son just OD'd or, you know, my husband is here. He's taking his last breath in the hospital. Can you get here? And you're 15 to, to half hour away. Right. That's really hard to make that and be a part of that part Absolutely. of life and to be there for, the, for your sheep, for the people in your congregation to... Yep you know, walk them through these things to disciple them. Like it's, it's, it makes it way more difficult than it needs to be. Yep. Um, with that said, you know, we think it's pretty also pretty important to get to know the people in the area and actually invest your time in the area. And if we were to, you know, put our hours out for people who support us, mm-hmm. they would probably see five plus hours spent in the community mm-hmm. almost a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it could be at a coffee shop. So let's mm-hmm. say if, we submitted the bill, which which we don't. You know, we pay for our own coffee. But let's say I went to a church and I'm like, yeah, here's my receipts for the for this week. 
um, you know, or for, for the month and I've got, you know, $20, to $30 built up in coffee or even say $50. So I've been taking people to coffee and they come to me like, what is this? Well, that's, that's ministry here. Yeah. And so, so like, what, what do you do in the community, Matt, like Kilbride that is so hard to get into? I mean, it, it has to be really important for you to get to know people. So what do you do? A whole lot of intentionality, right? And you're you're spot on, Adam. Like Kilbride, like I said, is a, a highly residential neighborhood. There's not a lot of things, uh, not a lot of low-hanging fruit, I should say, when it comes to outreach. I mean, we have a Tim Hortons. We have... Uh, which is a local coffee shop. Which is a local coffee shop, yeah. We have um, a bunch of industrial businesses. Uh, there's no school here. There's... Uh, two restaurants maybe Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe even not even a restaurant maybe just a takeaway place uh and there's one community center and so you know we we really have to be intentional and one of the things that has been weighing on my mind uh at least in in the last few months uh now that our covid restrictions are easing back is is how do we be in the community because as far as covid was concerned you know it was very difficult to be in the community and so when it comes to to doing that it's I want to think of it more of more of as being mm. instead of doing. So we want to be in the community. And considering that there's not a lot of things to do, we have to be, as I mentioned, very intentional. So we would spend time at a coffee shop. We'd spend time at Tim Hortons. Uh, just being that physical presence, yep. making that face association that people will say, oh, hey, look, that's the pastor of Kilbride Community Church. And then striking up conversations. And that's something my team and I do every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We spend time in Kilbride. We spend time in the Goulds. Uh, just being, not necessarily doing. And so, and and the other thing is, you know, take the opportunity when every opportunity presents itself. So get your hair cut local. Get your nails done local. Shop local. It's doing everything you can. That's church planning 101. That's all about being relational, right? Yeah, it really, it, we're really trying to do that now. We're in downtown. I mean, we're... You have more opportunities than I would. Even. Oh, we do. I mean, there's so much going on. And that's why, so and we notice a lot of people, and you, you probably know it's driving down, but a lot of people seem to walk places downtown. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, so that's what we're doing. I mean, we've got two vehicles, but if there's anywhere that we can walk, we, we try and walk. And that's the joy um, of downtown. Like, it's just, it's easily walkable. <laughs> uh, to an extent. I mean, there's a, lot like of, hills. there's a lot of hills. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so actually, I was walking uphill with my mother in law and uh, my stepfather in law, I guess I call him. Mm. Um, and I hadn't realized how steep the hill is. I was going up no problem. I guess I've adjusted quicker than what I thought I would. That's why I didn't me, go downtown. That's why I didn't find because I know how <laughs> steep the hills are. And I'm like, not, that's not happening. And they were really struggling behind me, right? They, they're having a hard time getting up this hill. And I was like, wow, either I must have adapted pretty quick because I've, in the last month, I've tried to walk everywhere. My wife has. Uh, we've tried to get groceries at even just a local convenience store. If we only need a couple of small things. Mm. There's a new bakery open up just down the road from us. We've gone to uh, just from that is a coffee shop that me and Curtis Rogers, who's on my team, uh, we go every Friday morning and we spend from nine, at least nine to 12. We're so close to me. They open eight. I leave the house eight, eight thirty, and I spend an extra hour or half hour there just being there. And having yeah. a presence. I yeah, mean, we, right. we know the cafe owners now, uh, starting to see what kind of clientele go through. And I'm even debating now 
maybe taking another day for a couple of hours, spending in a different coffee shop downtown mm-hmm. because there's just such a wide variety of things for me to take in and have a presence at. Yep. It just makes it just makes sense. And it, again, it comes back to the idea of of being relational, right? Because as you spend time with the community, they begin to know who you are, mm-hmm. and there's you know opportunities to speak, to share, to invite, and so yeah, I mean, and our our locations are very very different. So I can get on the on Pitts Memorial Drive, and like literally downtown is, you know, what a five six minute drive yeah that's it yeah and how how different are the two areas of st john's well i mean we've already described it you have a bedroom community with maybe right. two or three businesses in it and i have the you know hip happening scene <laughs> hey kilbride's hip and happening i love you kilbride i have the very glamorous of downtown st john's with our yeah, colorful right. houses multiple businesses you know where all the artists want to be that that's where i'm planting but I have a very, there's a very real drug problem downtown. And this is the other aspect of living in the community, Mm -hmm. contextualization, right? So we would all agree that we're all sinners in needing, in need of grace, in need Mm -hmm. of saving, right? But with each community, there are different issues. And so the issues that Adam, you'll have downtown might not be the same issues that I'm going to experience in Kilbride. Probably not. I mean, to an extent, I mean, we're all sinful. We, yeah. we all have sin in our lives, and there's certain things we have to deal with. But, you know, the actual physical problems themselves that bring them, present themselves to us will probably be different. Yep. Uh, but Matt, let me ask you, like, with Kilbride itself, how hard would it be for you to plant in Kilbride if you weren't intentional of it, but spending time in Kilbride? If I think you, it'd be... Yeah, like, if, if you just popped up shop one day and was like, hey, we have a church here. Yeah, I think it'd be absolutely brutal, to be honest. Uh, and I think, Adam, it's because we, we we talked about a number of things uh, as to why it's important to be in the community. Mm-hmm. We talked about the history in, in a small way of, of Newfoundland church culture. Uh, we talked about, you know, the role of a shepherd being yep. amongst his flock. We talked about uh, contextualization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, trying to do it from a distance you don't have the opportunity, well, sorry, you would have the opportunity, but it'd be much more difficult to contextualize and to find out, you know, what the needs of the community are. You wouldn't be with your flock and you would be still swimming an uphill battle with Newfoundland culture yeah. and church culture and yeah. church hurt and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it, it, it would absolutely, it'd be difficult, doable, Maybe, but difficult, definitely. It would probably make the time our time frame a whole lot longer, though. That's right. I so. mean, you so you're into like this fall will kind of be year three, unless we don't count the COVID year. It's kind of weird. Uh, let, let's count the uh, COVID year. Yeah, so it, it would it would kind of be year three for Cobra Community yep. Church. Yep. Um, you're just getting to know still people around you. If I can only imagine if you didn't live in the community in the neighborhood well you wouldn't have credibility you wouldn't you wouldn't at all like who is this church what are they yeah. about that'd be me that'd be like any one of us trying to start a church on the southern shore and you're not living there mm-hmm. right uh, i mean it, again it, it comes back to the community itself uh people are are like if you're if you're from kilbride you're from kilbride if you're from downtown you're from downtown absolutely right and so again it comes back to like i was saying the contextualization understanding needs of the community uh, your calling as a shepherd for the church that you're starting mm-hmm. uh, and, and just being embedded in the community. Yeah, so we've heard some things, and I'll ask this to you too, Matt. Um, 
about how to do evangelism. People have ideas like, why don't you just do this? And you'll get people saved. Or, you know, if we come up on a mission trip, we're going to do this and, you know, we'll help you do so much outreach in the community. Why wouldn't work to go preaching on the streets or set up a tent meeting or, you know, have these type of outreach events in Newfoundland? How would that go? So we, we have had the like tent meeting events. We have had the Billy Graham crusade come through. Mm-hmm. How effective that is, uh, I don't know. Do it, we? It's questionable. Yeah. It, it, it is questionable. Can you do street preaching? I mean, sure. Is it going to be effective? Effective as far as... Taking people off? Taking people sure, off. Yeah, absolutely. right. I mean, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial, right? Yeah, so there's an empty lot that I pass by a lot down on Water Street. So that's right downtown. And they use it for their movie screenings and stuff. They haven't done it this year because of COVID. Uh, but I thought about, you know, we could, what if we could rent this lot and find out how to get access to it? And I was like, what would we do? And I was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't do an outdoor service because I can almost guarantee you the minute I start preaching, regardless of what I'm preaching at, it's not, it's probably not going to go well, but if we were just, maybe we should just go and play music and yeah. we just had music evening downtown, yeah. that would be a great way to get in and actually get to know people. And then we can start forming relationships and then hopefully God willing, have an opportunity to share the gospel with them. Right. I, I think like just a, th- there is a, a bit of a, a stigma towards certain religious groups who are more apt to doing door to door knocking mm-hmm. and door to door, evangelism if you will uh, i don't i i don't personally i'm not convinced that, it, that that's actually effective uh, in, in this climate in this culture uh and and so again it comes back to what what like your community right you got to understand the community so mm-hmm. for for me you know for someone looking on the outside in, uh, on the for me for someone looking on the outside in Kilbride is, like we have said, uh, a highly residential community. And so your first thought might be like, well, let's go do door-to-door knocking. No, that's not going to work. It's just not going to because of the the, the issues that, you know, many Newfoundlanders well, have faced. Yeah, I mean, we've had, <laughs> growing up, literally Jehovah's Witness going door-to-door. Yeah. I mean, let, let's say, it, you know, they go door-to-door and growing up, mom would always tell me, Hide on the floor and right. pretend no one's home. Right. Right. And um, it's just what you did. And I had no idea why until I grew up. Mm-hmm. And when I got older, I opened the door once and I engaged with them because I was like, you guys are wrong. Mm-hmm. And then mom was like, why are you talking to them? They're going to come back now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, that's the part of the thing. It's just not looked well upon here. I mean, we also mm-hmm. have some Mormons as of late who do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And people get irritated by it. Yeah. And so for us, like when, when people ask me, you know, how, how are you guys doing evangelism? How are you, you know, reaching out to your neighbors and your community? For us, social media has been huge. Mm-hmm. Like it has been absolutely huge. Like we can create social media campaigns and target Kilbride, the Goulds, Bay Bulls, you know, certain elements of the of the Southern Shore. And, and it's been overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, we also do mail-out campaigns, right? So we, we back in... Uh, at Easter time, we printed off these cards uh, talking about the resurrection, the death and resurrection of Christ. And it was from Kilbride Community Church. We mailed it out to the entire community, and that was overwhelmingly positive. Uh, I even had a, a, a guy um, back in 2019 ask me at a, at a park, you know, how's KCC going? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's going pretty good. And then I met him again, but I didn't know who he was in 2020. I forgot who he was. And he's at the mailbox. He says, so how, how's the church going? And I was like, 
who is this guy, right? <laughs> and, and so it's the other thing with outreach, in, in at least in, as Kilbride is concerned, is it's man, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time because you need to be happy, relational, and intentional, right? And that's part of what makes this a hard place. Absolutely, we know just we've got this whole you know, church in a hard place thing, you know, through Acts twenty nine and that, uh, but. It's skeptical here. We're isolated. There is some uh, money, but there's a lot of alcoholism here. Uh, downtown in my area, there's alcohol, there's drugs, there's prostitution, yep. uh, there's mental health issues. Mm. Um, but then there's a whole other sinful issues, mm. right? People just capping sinners, mm. uh, treating each other poorly, uh, abuse, wh- whatever, however sin can play itself, it's it's going to be there. Yep. Um, and spending time in my neighborhood even there's a playground right behind our house and we've spent a lot of time back there and we've gotten to know some kids um i haven't seen a whole lot of parents uh, i've seen some kids but i've gotten to talk to some people there mm-hmm. and i found out one guy lived there for 13 years and so i'm hoping to be able to talk to him a bit more and get his insights to the area I mean, if you live in a place for 13 years, you've seen a lot of people come and go, but you've also seen people who stay, Mm -hmm. what the issues are. And right across the street, um, there's a little boy who's about the same age as my daughter. So we're really getting noticed. Without moving downtown, I wouldn't know any of this. And I find walking downtown is much better than driving downtown. I was saying this to my wife because you can drive downtown, you can see the pretty houses. You can notice a few things that are a bit sketchy, but when you walk there, you see the beer bottles mm-hmm. outside someone's door. Mm-hmm. When you walk there, you see the man that sat down outside of one of the historic buildings drinking a can of beer at 10 a.m. in the morning. Right. Uh, you see you know, other things littered on the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see these people running up to each other who haven't seen each other for maybe years or a couple months, and they hug into each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have this good and this bad, but you other if you're not walking in, intentionally in the community, you're not seeing these things. You're not seeing how people live their day-to-day life. That's right. And that's why it's so important here. So what has come out of the relationships that you've made, Matt? I mean, I'm still forming mine. Uh, we've got a little, not a little old lady, but we've got an elderly couple who lives next to us on one side. And um, she really enjoys talking to our children, which is great. So I've come home from bringing home from kids from daycare after I get off work and she's at the window. She's waving to them, saying hi to them. Uh, Raylan, my daughter saying hi. Isaac, as you know, loves his favorite word is hi. I'm pretty sure. Um, and you know, we've run to him in the street. She'll gladly come over and talk. Uh, just the other day we heard someone talking to our cat through our window and we're like who is and our curtains were closed we're like who in this world is like talking to our cat and we didn't know who it was so Raylan being the four-year-old hauls the curtain open just goes hi it's like oh it's Diane <laughs> and uh no she started talking to, I didn't know you had a cat so mm-hmm. you know we're forming these relationships and hopefully you know again by God's grace we get to the point where we can say hey this is what we're here for this is what we work at you know, who are you? What are you about? Right? What What do you believe? Tell me about yourself. Relationships. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you ask, what have we got out of it? Yeah. Relationship, trust, familiarity, right? Open doors, something that you don't get if you're 
something that will be much more difficult to get if you're outside of the community. And honestly, that that's going to go a long, long way when mm-hmm. it comes to church planting. It's not you just don't set up shop. Boys, we're going to do church services once a week now, uh, and then all is right. And it's, it's not even coming. Let's do a huge event, get people's numbers, contact information, and then we'll start with a, a service. Yeah. No, it's not going to fall here. No, 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 it won't. <gasps> So this is what it means to move into a neighborhood in Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, like I said, me and Matt are the only ones to do so, so far. But I hope you've, you know, seen or at least heard <laughs> how important it is and how vital relationships are here in Newfoundland. One, why it just makes sense to move into the community and what you what we would miss if we weren't doing it. Again, nothing against pastors who don't live in the community, but we just see so much more benefit in being in the community where we're planting. That's right. Being able to live side by side, have the same issues, know what they're talking about when you're bringing even complaints to city council. You know what your neighbors are talking about because you experience the same thing. Um, And just building that credibility. So I hope you've enjoyed this week. Uh, Catch us again next week with a new episode. Hope you guys are really enjoying this. We enjoy doing this for you. Again, if you want more information about Mile One Mission, you can find us on our social media or our website, or send us an email at info at mawamission.ca. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at www.mileonemission.ca.